Hi, this is Jack's Corner, where I discuss issues on society and culture here in America. Welcome, welcome everyone to Jack's Corner. I'm back and I'm back with the Duchess. Well, hello, hello. It's so good to see you again, Jackie, and to be with your audience. Hello, guys. Great. It is Monday, April. No, take that back. It is Monday, March 22nd, 2021. We normally do a podcast on Sundays, but this Sunday we had too much on our plate. So here we are, Monday, March 22nd. And glad to be with you. Um, There's a lot going on. One of the things is uh, that Jackie and I had a meeting in terms of the um, podcast, it's her corner, and she and I agreed that the content of the MC was too graphic and not appropriate for her channel. The last two so podcasts it's being we did. removed, so excuse us, but yes. that was we tried, but you know, you live and learn. So we'll be reading more of Sister Me and some other things. But for today, Jackie's uh, topic is depression. Depression. Yes. Scary. Yeah, so uh, we're not doing the mutilated cutter. It's a little too graphic, a little too intense, we feel, for people. And if that's ever made into a movie, you can follow up there. Follow it then. But until <laughs> yeah. then, the issue's closed. So. Yeah, we're going to keep going with uh, next week, next Sunday, we'll be back with more Sister Me stories. But yes. today, I want to talk about depression because this is something that I believe most of us experience and it's a terrible rut to be in when you wake up and you feel like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. I don't like the way life is right now. This sucks. <laughs> you know, um, just looking at the world around you and how everyone hustles and is part of this rat race, That the thought of that and being a part of that is so depressing to me. That's you know, too much to handle. What what I find depressing is that aspect, but also that people are terrified that they can get this horrible virus, COVID, and now they have three new strains that have come out of Europe. Um, there's a lot on everyone's plate, you know, whether we catch it or our children do or our loved ones um, or it further affects the economy and... Well, COVID you know, changed it's just everything been hell for, for everybody. Everyone. Yeah, the whole world has been suffering. And, and I think it's hard. It creates depression in me. I think it's definitely brought more people to depression because you can no longer socialize or not so much socialize, but continue on with some of your routines you might have or just the thought of getting away from home for a little and bit. And just feeling relaxed that you know every day, you know, you got a roof over your head, you've got food, you know, you're financially fine. And that's the way ideally life can be. And um, then to have that taken from us where now, you know, we can't just breathe the open air. We can't just go to, out to dinner, uh, go to a movie. Um, that isolation is just uh, horrendous on all human beings, not just us. But for me personally, Jackie, that's what I would say, um, that the depression is... Uh, like two two slot two sides of a sword, and um, the isolation on top of just the regular depression, um, and that everyone around me seems to be depressed because all the businesses have had to close and bankruptcies and people worrying about rent and unemployment and um, homelessness in Los Angeles has really skyrocketed, 
it's really not good. We're we're having homeless people all over the country. Yes, the and homeless population has grown. And we've got to come up with a solution grown. here. Yeah. Definitely. Well, there was a man that, um, I don't know if I told you this, Jax, but there was a man on TV and he was on a show talking about how he's building 2,000 of these. Um, they're for homeless people. It's got a roof. It's got a door that you can lock. It has a window. It has its own toilet. It has an eating area, but it's really tiny. It's um, like maybe eight feet by five feet. It's really small, but he compacts everything. And the idea is for this house to be self-sustaining wherever it is. So um, if they park it at a park and then the park changes the regulations and says no. So they can move it? Then they'll be able to move it. Well, here's the problem. We had some of them erected a month ago uh, around Venice Beach. And I watched the film footage, unfortunately, and it showed the kind man. He was just a kid, like, in his 30s, um, how he had got these donated supplies to make um, 2,000 of these homes. And he was going out giving them to the homeless. He was stopped by the police, and they told him it was illegal, that he couldn't do it. Then uh, they confiscated his home, one of them. And I haven't been able to see the update of what that situation is, but I think that's wrong. We need to change that law because if people can survive in smaller homes, then by, you know, let them. Don't make them live on the streets. You know, that's barbaric. True. So I really think that we True. need to come up with housing that for people that don't have jobs, people, people that are ill, people that, don't, that are immigrants, uh, children, you know, we need to be making homes for these other people that can't afford to have homes of their own. Right. And, and they don't have to be expensive homes. No, all not of this at can all. be done Just and this can workable. be sustained. Yeah. As it's been proven by other people. Yes. Tearing these houses down is not a good thing because then you're putting these people back on the street, which means more trash, which means more crime, probably more disease, because, you, you know, know, just more danger. Right. And it's just inhumane to turn our backs on our neighbors. That's how I see it. So I'm all for um, our government and our communities helping uh, the segment of the population that is struggling. And it doesn't make them bad or different. It just means that they're between a rock and a hard place. And But right. for the blessings of God, we're not the ones that are there. And that's could be us. something you know, like that's real. when I think about that reality, I realize I have so much to be grateful for instead of depressed. Me too. Because there, are, there is homelessness. It's all around us. It's grown. It's increased. Mm-hmm. It's almost on every major block. You can see it. You can see traces of it. You have shopping carts. You have clothing items that are sometimes piled up and tents. So it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. And for these people to have to survive every day, God knows how, if they're surviving out there, they more than likely don't have a job. And they're illegal immigrants, some of them. So they can't get a job. They can't apply for food stamps. They can't get any kind of help. So we need to come up with a solution because we have hundreds of thousands of them all over Los Angeles, and it's getting worse. So we need to just be humane and... I just think that, you know, but for the grace of God, go I. 
any of us because we could all be in that situation. But the luck of the draw, you know what I mean? It was just the luck of the draw that um, we have met the people we've met, that we've had the relationships we've had, that we've had the prosperity that we've had. And um, now Jax and I are in a real comfortable position because we're partners and we share this home, pay expenses, that kind of thing. It's pricey, huh? Yes, yes. We're actually considering renting this out, renting out the master bedroom of the house because we haven't been able to. COVID not only shutting things down, shut a lot of businesses down and travel, but Veronica loves to travel, and that's something she hasn't been able to do in a couple of years. Right. Ever since COVID really hit the mm. world, everything got kind of put on hold, and like she said, a lot of people went out of business. So yeah. this has affected everybody, but. Renting out the room will allow us to have that additional income yes. to not only help pay with the mortgage, but be able to have that additional income to save, to travel. Yeah, well, we're good with our income. Between she and I, we're able to float this. Um, our bills are high, but we manage. And then we are doing our business together, building it from ground zero, learning every step of the way. We have so much to learn. Every step of the yeah. way. Yeah, for so sure. Neither of us have the answers, and you have to search them, you know. And yeah, it's a long process. I do a lot of searching on Google and YouTube lately. Yeah, every day. Trying to incorporate everything we learn, come together, our two brains, and see what we come up with to move on to the next step. Hey, we come up with some wonderful and stuff. And so on. We do. I love working with Jax because she's such an excellent collaborator and she's so brilliant. And uh, she's one of those seemingly quiet people. But boy, when she opens her mouth, is it profound. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not of many words, but the podcast is allowing me to open it more. And of course, our YouTube videos on Museum uh, Americana, right. which are Museum Diaries on YouTube, Museum Americana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely allowed me to open up more because I'm not usually one of many words. And that's pretty much how it is when I'm in public. I, I tend to be more intro so I have a question, Jax. Um, your topic today is depression, and I I was wondering if there's one if you wanted to address certain parts of depression or how it's affecting you or others. Well, it's pretty obvious how it affected me. Uh, not wanting to be productive, not wanting to help contribute with things that need to get done around the house, just not having the energy to do it or the motivation to do it just feeling in this funk where, you know, I'm not worthy of much, you know, why would I get up and do this or do that? You know, I would That's just... That's depression. That's depression. I had the same problem. Yeah, and, and, and you just kind of feel numb. Yeah. There's this numbness that comes with depression where you can't feel that spark... And even that motivation prayers, even to just get like up going and do something, right? You feel like you're, yeah. Sometimes you feel like you're talking to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just an empty. Room. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, but we know that's not true. No. God works miracles. I've yes. seen God work miracles. I've seen God work miracles in my family. I've seen Him work miracles in people's lives. So I know that that our prayers don't just go out into you know, 
They definitely our, have an energy. Our they environment have a vibration. inside the walls. They have a color. It goes and beyond it emits, that. It emits. And yeah, it is. It goes way beyond that because all of us are alive with this remarkable spiritual energy um, that is really the breath of life. You know, without your spirituality, you really don't have the breath of life, I think. Um, to know that when you pass this body, it's not over and it's going to be good. You know, instead of having fear and, uh, I don't have fear. This is just like, we're going through the birth pangs of leaving this realm. You know, that's what this life is. It's the birth pangs of getting ready for the other. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you about those birth pains though. <laughs> they really sometimes bring you out of these really tough cracks you know you feel like you're metamorphosizing into one one area of your life into another and life is a combination of these metamorphosis stages where you're learning you're growing you're becoming evolving metamorphosizing yes evolving mm -hmm. so there's there's beauty in that absolutely but painful nonetheless that too, that yeah. too. I mean, you having served 23 years in prison, that's painful. That's, oh, I was thinking more of the butterfly. I was thinking of the butterfly in the cocoon, um, how it has to bang its um, Flutter wings, its wings inside of the cocoon. And that's what I was thinking of. It's like, that's a hell of a struggle. And they have to do that because we're talking about metamorphosis. Yeah. And it made me, you know, go to what it's about and... Um, yeah, those beautiful caterpillars, um, you know, they're locked inside of uh, this silk web that they can't get out of. And it's a protective sheath that is designed like, um, just like a, we have uteruses and um, to mm -hmm. house an embryo and all of that stuff, right? It's like its own placenta. Yeah, it is a placenta, exactly. The caterpillar. Absolutely. And it turns into this perfect. beautiful, perfect, perfect butterfly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It does. And sometimes with many colors or yes. wing patterns. But before they can even get there, remember what it's like. They're inside their cocoon and their wings are. Right. They have They're to developing. Their wings against, yeah. And the, to uh, crack the shell. Membrane. I'm the, sure yeah. they would have to stretch yeah. their wings enough to crack the shell. That's a pretty remarkable journey for life. Isn't it's not it? even a shell. It's to crack their right. cocoon. I know. It's amazing. But in the process of cracking that, it strengthens their arms for the, the butterflies, you know, the wings. Mm -hmm. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah. So that's, that's what depression was like for me. I'm doing better now. Uh, I do take medication, which helps. Um, and I did miss my dose for a couple of days there. I That's noticed. Not good. You can't I noticed, that. and I just got caught up with the the inability to do for myself to really stay on course and stick to my routines. I just kind of just fell under that and missed two too. doses, I and then too. I ended up I... feeling more depressed. So I said, you know what? I gotta. I gotta. I got to I, I got to take my meds. Yes. I have to stay on course. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, we may not going out anywhere to movies or restaurants or or clubs or anywhere, mm -hmm. uh we still have our life 
here at home and we have to take care of our babies. Responsibilities. We have yes. responsibilities. The house has to get cleaned. The yard has to be taken care of. Hey, can I? Can the kitty I, needs affection. So does Lucky. Can I talk Artemis. about how we and saw then, the kitties? And then we got to talk about, this is next, yes, okay, about great. the kitties. Okay. Tell them the story, please. Well, I I have this app on my phone called Next Door, and you can pretty much communicate with your neighbors around your neighborhood and people put up things for sale. They put up posts of lost or found dogs or cats, um, all kinds of different things that you would want to put out in your neighborhood. So this woman saw our video on YouTube on the passing of Zeus and she felt so, uh, broken for us that she reached out to us and said, my cat is pregnant and she's having kitties any day now. Would you like to take or, you know, adopt one of one of the babies or more? And I said, you know what? I talked it over with Veronica and she sent us pictures of the mother who's this beautiful white and gray cat. Beautiful we said cats. with some stripes and we said, yes, yes. And the babies were born on March 14th. They haven't opened their eyes yet, but I took mm -hmm. Veronica with me to go see the babies a few days ago. Mm -hmm. So what was that like, Veronica? Oh, it was remarkable, but you left one important part out. The part that you left out was that she had already decided she was bringing a kitten home to me. So that let's get that straight. What a perfect yes. person. And it was like the most heartwarming gift that I've ever gotten because... I couldn't have had the courage to get a new Zeus or to try to replace him. But Jackie thought beforehand and said, she needs this to heal and um, it'll help. It'll help. And I never would have done it. And it really was uh, the elixir to bring me back to life and out of the Great Depression that I was going in. And Jackie and Artemis and Lucky, because we're all missing Zeus. He was an integral part in our lives. Someone you hang out with hours and hours every day, you know? Anyway, um, so yes, she had thoughtfully, um, she surprised me and said, I'm getting you a new kit. And it was like, yeah, what? and it's, oh my God. So she took me to, um, the neighborhood cat that she got on that video link that she's on. And the mother, is just lovely. She's white with some black spots. And um, we actually were able to see the father and the uncle and see the babies. And I selected one. It's the lightest one because they don't have all black. So I wanted, you know, Jackie had said, well, what if Zeus comes back as the white cat? And it was he like, could wow, because he was all black. Because yeah. he was all black. And they right. have two white kittens, but one is like ultra white. Yeah, so that's the one that I'm choosing. And his name is Maximilian. I would have named him Zeus, but I thought better of it. And I thought, that's going to confuse the babies like Lucky, Artemis, because they're used to Zeus being a real thing, a real living, you know, one of them. Our black cat, Zeus. Yes. And not all of a him. sudden a white cat Zeus. Yeah. That's going to so mentally we thought we don't want to do that to them. It could be traumatic. And every time we say Zeus, you know, they're going to react and they do, you know, Artemis is grieving. That was her man for years. And, um, he courted her and you know, remember that. Oh yeah. That's anyway, how that all started. That's the adoption. Started. Yeah. Zeus would come to our yard to court Artemis mm -hmm. and Zeus wasn't neutered. 
And Artemis was spayed, but she didn't care. She's still a flirt. She would act like if she was in heat sometimes. Yeah. And then she'd come running back to the house like she got herself in trouble. Right. And then, you know, we adopted Zeus, and then Zeus eventually started fighting off these cats that would come after her. So all these other cats (laughs) left the property because Zeus protected her. Yeah, so now we don't have... We don't have the male cats now mm. roaming around the yard like before. So um, Jackie's After Artemis. getting me the white cat, Maximilian, and I'll call him Max for short. So none of the family gets upset, you know, hearing Zeus's name because he was so big in my life. And if he's big in my life, everybody around me knows about it. Um, I love the animals I love and the people that I love. And, you know, that's all I see. Anyway, um, so we're gonna we're gonna do a video once we um, get closer to picking up Max, yeah. or when we do pick him up, mm-hmm. we're gonna do a video and introduce Max to you guys on our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that pretty much is it. I want to kind of wrap this up, Veronica, good, and good. and just kind of say thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. It's a little different. Um, I particularly really enjoyed it because I like talking about open things and I know that we want to do Sister Me. But every once in a while, I think it'd be good good to have this kind of podcast. I take a break from Sister Me. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, about the mutilated cutter, just one more time. That, if you're interested in that, hopefully one day you'll see it on the movie screen. (laughs) But until then, we're not releasing anything, so... Sorry, and we sh- sorry we even opened up that door. Right. My apologies. Well, thanks again, and we'll see you next Sunday here on Jack's Corner with the Duchess. Love and peace out, you guys. Take, take care.